There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the family with... Doug Sprinthal. Alex Brampernard-Rasmussen. Andy Brampernard. And Cassie Schrader. And there's a rumor that Catherine the Great might be coming. <laughs> oh, she recovered from her ailment? It's only been a month. Oh, here's your hump. <laughs> I'm really sick. <laughs> oh my god, she actually is... A big baby. Big baby. <laughs> okay, he sir. talks pretty tough when she's not here. Yeah, well, there is that. There <laughs> is that, that right he, there. The fact that he can, like, clear his throat once, and then he's like, I need antibiotics. <laughs> I haven't Please. taken an antibiotic in about 25 years, okay, so nice argument. Absolute, it's been probably six months. I don't take antibiotics. Okay. <laughs> I don't. Not according to mom. Okay. We'll be right back. <laughs> we'll be right back. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. I'd love to do that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go, right there. We're having a little discussion about Alex. How, what a loser she's turned into. But <laughs> first, we'll do a Walzer commercial. Yes, we will. Here we go. Walzer out of money. Walzer.com. Two quick things. I got a letter from a, a KQ listener this morning. This is just awesome. So if anybody wants to buy this car, email me at Doug at Walzer.com. His mom is going into assisted living. Now, I get these emails about once a month. You know, dads can't drive oh, anymore. Yeah. We got yeah. a My grandpa just stopped driving at 95. Yeah. yeah. So, hey. 
So his mom's going into assisted living. Here's the car that she had. Uh, bought it brand new. 30,000 miles, a 1985 IROC Z28. What? <laughs> <laughs> Black, red interior. If you're a GM head, it is the TPI, not the 5.7. We kind of think it's, we haven't seen pictures of it, but it's probably a 12 to 15 grand car. If you're interested, email me. I'll connect you with this guy. So I've been emailing him back and forth, and he goes, yeah, mom has always had cool cars. She had a 65 Impala Super Sport and a Cutlass and like oh wow, God. I'd like to I'd like to meet this woman. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Those are great cars. The Absolutely. other thing that I want to sell, we've been talking about this on the pre-recorded spots. Uh, the Toyota store is having a secret sale on Highlanders and Rav4s, both all-wheel drives. The weird thing about Toyota is we can't tell in a public forum what the sale prices and lease payments are. The lease payments are unbelievable. If you're interested in a Highlander or a Rav, email me at dougatwalzer.com and I will send you the information. I got 12 emails yesterday on that deal. It was the first day those ads ran. I know. How do you know? They came to me. No, but I know He's how many listeners inbox. we have. <laughs> they have a lot, have apparently. Your inbox. I guess it's not. I guess they actually do have a lot of listeners. Anyway, that's think, the whole spot. You think that's a... Well, we're not going under with Walzer Automotive Group, <laughs> Walzer.com. Oh, my God. She's torturing us. Raindrops keep falling on my head. Last time I ever talked, did he die, BJ Thomas? I think he did. I think he did. Last time I talked to him, he was hanging on by a thread. Oh, no. It was sad. Nicest guy in the world, too. I used to run into him, I don't know, about once a year or something like that. Really, really nice guy. Really handsome devil one time, but BJ Thomas. And he uh, kind of liked Ah. the glug glug. Oh, did he? He is alive. B.J. Oh. Tom is still alive? Yeah. Alive. Wonderful. How old is he? He's got to be 75 or 80. 77. 77. Does he still, is he looking healthy? <laughs> no comment uh, at all. Uh, let me plug my mic in for a second. For I those who are listening, Andy very perplexed. <laughs> it says he's been sober since 76. Good. That's the last time you talked to him? Was probably, before? Yeah, oh. probably. Oh, true. okay. You made it sound like... Oh, no, he looked like he was going to die when he was like 35 years old. Well, yeah, he went. He got sober in 76, and apparently now he's all right. Good. I'm glad to hear that, because he's a really nice guy. Are you going to hold that mic for two hours there, Gene Rayburn? Or? No, I'm, <laughs> I'm setting up the mic. new stand and everything. I want to see if the boom works with this oh, shield. Okay. Boom, boom, I hope boom, so, but boom. I kind of doubt it. Going to shoot you right down. Okay, so B.J. Thomas is alive and well. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. It probably <laughs> think how was, glad he is. Yeah. Think how, you know, 76 is probably the last time I saw him because I had just started working at Capitol Records. Yeah. Jeez, that's So amazing. what was the woman in that movie that during that song, Paul Newman's riding a bicycle and Catherine she's... Catherine Ross. That's right. And who's she married to? Jeff Ross? I'm guessing not. <laughs> Jeff Ross. <laughs> on, that's fun. That would be funny. <laughs> he might have played, uh, he might have been one of the guys in Tombstone. Okay. He might have been. Sam, oh, Sam Elliott? She's married to Sam Elliott? Sam Elliott. Right? Really? I didn't know yep, that. Yep, she's married to Sam Elliott. I'll I never... finally watched A Star is Born. Hated it. Oh, I hated it so oh, much. Yeah, so it was terrible. So long. I mean, she was okay, but he was just he he was trying to do a Sam Elliott imitation. Who was? Um, what's his name? Uh, Bradley Cooper. Yeah, he, he was. Like, yeah, oh, I yeah, wish he yeah, wouldn't do that. Uh, 
Uh, and even Sam Elliott, his, his trademark mustache was too long. Mm-hmm. It was like all the way down to the top of his teeth. Yeah, because Sam Elliott played his older brother yeah. in the movie. Yeah, it oh. was. Oh, it seemed like the movie went on for like. It kind of made me want to watch the Streisand version and think that oh, well, maybe, it, maybe it isn't as bad as oh, I thought. They're all horrible. Who did the original? Judy Garland and somebody? I think there's four, aren't there? There are at least four, yeah. I've only seen, well, now two of them. I saw this. The one from the 70s with Chris Christopherson pretty much did what Bradley Cooper did, drank his way through the whole film. Yeah. But I'm like, you know, it was kind of cool to see Lady Gaga as a semi-normal person. Yeah. And I thought the guy that stole the show, mm-hmm. the Dice Man. He plays, oh, really? He plays her dad. It's a bit part, but he's mm-hmm. just perfect. He's a good actor. He, he doesn't go over the else. top. Yeah. And I, I looked at him, and, and Sarah's like, wow, who is that? And I said, holy crap, I think that's Andrew Dice Clay, so... I remember it's my m- movie review of a movie that came out well over a year ago. Thank you, thank you much <laughs> for the two people that haven't seen it. So I got. I need to check with maybe Cassie. You could look this up. Hmm. Andrew Dice Clay broke at eighty-two. Is that right? Eighty-one or eighty-two, something like that. Just and look up Hickory Dickory Dock. The mouse ran up the clock, and then I got a rhyme, but I can't say it. I'll look, uh, it, look I, it up on his Wikipedia. I think he broke big in like eighty-one or eighty-two, and the reason I say that is. Uh, that we had just gotten an apartment in New York. We just moved to New York for the work week, and I turn on my television, and this guy's on, and I'm like, he can say that on television, really? <laughs> yeah, uh, that, was, that was a long time ago. Yeah, now. well, he, his, he st- really started doing stand-up in 78. Yeah, I can see that. And then when he moved to L.A., because this was... Um, trying to think of it doesn't really say where he really started off but yeah then he in the 80 in 1980 he moved to LA and he started working at the comedy store with Mitzi. 1980 so it would have been 81 then yeah. yeah yeah so around right. 81 82 i think that's when he became nationally known yeah cuz when when i saw him he was not he had not broken nationally yet so it must have been 80 or 81 well it says in 1982 he landed his first film role in the movie Wacko and uh, Ooh, who could forget that? <laughs> yeah. Wacko. And then in 1983, he added the Dice Man to his moniker. Oh, he so, did? Yeah. Andrew, the Dice Clay became the Dice Man, too. Yeah. The, the Dice Man Cometh, I think, was one of his releases. Probably, yeah. I think. So Dice. speaking of 80s comedians, I watched, and I, I've only seen a few of these, and most of them I've hated. This one was good. It was Comedians Getting Coffee in Cars. Oh, and yeah. it was Eddie Murphy. Oh, yeah, he's those two, they, out again. They came out at the same time, and they had shots of them on double bills in the right. late 70s. Right. And he talked about uh, what a big influence Richard Pryor was on him. Oh, God, But Richard, yes. you know, he says it was, he says it, we, he could never mentor me because it was a really weird period in comedy right. where there could only be, like, one black guy. Yeah. And so if we were going to be in the same place together, Richard Pryor would actually leave. Yeah. And then uh, Seinfeld went on and on about how much Bill Cosby influenced. So they talked about their most influenced album, and Eddie's was "This Ends Crazy," and for uh, Seinfeld is "Why Is There Air?" And I remember right. listening to that one as a kid. But it was a really air, yeah. it was a good episode. They Cubits. seemed like friends, and they, they they opened up quite a bit. Usually, it's just Jerry Seinfeld trying to be cute, and everybody else going, "Oh my God, I know, I'm I a just, Jerry Seinfeld." I really hate that show. Yeah. I'm not a fan of that show at all. This one was good. It was it was worth watching if you're an Eddie fan. The episode with Jim Carrey, I thought somebody needs to get him an ambulance. <laughs> oh my God, he, that guy's he's, gone. What's that old Stevie Wonder tune? He's too high, so <laughs> too, high. <laughs> too high. 
I watched you... the Dave Chappelle one and the Jim Gaffigan one. Oh, you did? And what did you think? The Dave Chappelle one was very boring. Oh, because boring. he got serious. Oh, Chappelle's in Star is Born too, and he's terrible. Oh, oh that's he really? He's a sidekick, and it's just, how can Dave Chappelle be boring? Well, that's not like, easy to do, I would think. Well, it wasn't really a comical part. He no. was like his friend or something. But he oh, screwed yeah. that up. Yeah. yeah. It <laughs> was just, just like, such a depressing, that. horrible movie. Yes, I know. No. So, pass. Dave Chappelle, was, he was doing all his serious stuff that everybody got mad at him about? No, they just had a conversation. It's just them having a conversation. It's not oh, like Oh, I thought you meant, oh, the Gaffigan. I thought you were talking about the new specials they both released. No, the Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. Oh, okay. okay. I, we watched. Dave Chappelle's wasn't good. He's just boring. It was really boring. And then how about Gaffigan? That was good. One of the nicest guys you'd ever want to meet. Yeah. I still need to watch his new special I want. Andy, do you still have that, that poster he gave you? Gene Rayburn. Gene <laughs> Rayburn. I don't know, actually. We have most of our stuff in storage still. Okay, and well, we are going to until, like, next summer. So so Andy's about, what were you at the time, about 17? If that. If that, 15, 16, 17, we went backstage to meet Jim Gaffigan at the, it's the Orpheum, I think. Yeah, I think he was at the Orpheum. Were you with us, Alex? Yeah. I thought so. So we go backstage, and did you get a poster, too? No. I thought you did. Mm. But anyway, he gives Andy a poster, and he had signed it. It said, Andy, great to see you're finally out of jail. <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah, yeah Gaffigan's a great guy. I've, I've never met Dave Chappelle. I've never even talked to Dave Chappelle, so I don't even know. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a guitar string. I'm going to throw it away. I, like, I didn't want to stab somebody. It happened. They're really sharp on the end, so. Okay. I'll tell you one of my great... My favorite moment of, of Sam Elliott's career, he called in one morning at the KQ Morning Show, and uh, I can't remember who it was, one of the women on the show or something said, I just have to tell you, I'm a, I'm a huge fan, you're so handsome. And there's a pause, he goes, well, shit, thank you, ma'am. <laughs> it's like he was a cowboy again all of a sudden. That's <laughs> funny. It was very funny. Thank you, ma'am. Good guy, though. Really pretty decent guy. An 82-year-old Connecticut man died over the weekend shortly after doctors told his adult children, and I quote, your father is a very sick man. Their response for his obituary, you have no idea. <laughs> that's what? Cold. That's only the beginning of a very long recap of the life of Joe Heller, whose family disseminated what CNN calls a most comedic farewell for the beloved father and grandfather. The death notice, which appeared in the current, Hartford Current, as well as on the website for the Robinson Wright and Waymer Funeral Home, notes Heller made his last undignified and largely irreverent gesture on September 8, 2019, signing off on a life, in his words, generally well-lived with a few regrets. So that's good. That well-lived life, per the uh, obit, included naming his first dog Fart. Oh, my God. So that's the kind of guy he was. Dear okay. God. It's a laugh riot. So his mom would have to stand at the front door yelling fart. Mm. <laughs> I like it. Okay. Jude just got his name changed. Jude, your name is now Fart. Hey, it fart, would, come on, Fart. It would work. I had a girlfriend who had it a black work. cat, and they named her named the cat Whitey. Whitey, <laughs> Whitey the black Whitey. cat. Come here, Whitey. Whitey the black cat. It was at work that the self-taught chemist met the love of his life, Irene, who was hoodwinked into thinking he was a charming individual with decorum. Boy, was she ever wrong. This is all in the obituary. This is awesome. It is. It's great. It's all in the obituary. 
Heller's passing leaves his three daughters with a house full of crap, 300 pounds of bird seed, and dead <laughs> house plants that they have no idea what to do with. My dad has an unorthodox view of life, and I wanted to honor him and make people smile. Daughter Monique Heller, who wrote the obituary, tells CNN, a celebration of his life will be held Thursday, beginning at 4 p.m. That's today at 4. So, you know, you got some time because it's only 1130 here, so it's only uh, 1230 there. So, uh, so it says here, the service will be held today at 4 p.m., and it's fine to be as late as you'd like. Joe was never on time for anything. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Oh. And then finally, the final comment in the obituary is, his family requests that attendees wear the most inappropriate T-shirt that you are comfortable being seen in public with, as Joe often did. Wow, I'd like to go to that funeral. I know. Yeah, I know, right? <coughs> Just today, go over there and go to his funeral. That's a great, great do you, have, do you have any, any inappropriate T-shirts you can wear? Well, I've got a couple. Nobody beats Maeslax meats and just hanging in the closet somewhere. Well, that's just a that's a and great thing. And I got another one that says "Porn Star in Training." Every once in a while, in the fall, I wear it when Sarah and I are going out, but I will put a jacket over it so she doesn't see it. And I'll just take the jacket. Just, oh, crap! I can't believe you wore that. Uh, Come on. My job is to mortify you, my dear, and I'm good at it. <laughs> Yeah, well, there is kind of that. There is kind of that story, ladies and gentlemen. You're right. This guy looks exactly like Walter White. But thinner. Yeah, with a weird-ass beard. That beard's awfully he, weird. Yeah, he needs to get his Norelco and trim that bad boy up. He really does. And by the way, have a sandwich, for Christ's sake. What does that guy weigh? About 90 pounds? Well, like I said, it looks like Walter White broke his own rule and used his own product. Yes, it does. That's it exactly like a right. a head version of Walter. Illinois Galesburg Police Department posted a series of mugshots on their Facebook page last week showing six people who are wanted on arrest warrants, and one person has grabbed everyone's attention for his resemblance to Walter White from Breaking Bad. Todd W. Barrick Jr., 50. That guy's only 50? Jeez. <laughs> Ooh. he was of, sick. You got a little age on you there, Todd. Every used car salesman will tell you it's not the years, it's the mileage. <laughs> it's the mileage, it's true. Uh, is wanted for allegedly violating his probation in relation to a conviction for possession of methamphetamine. The comments section under the uh, post uh, quickly began to fill with memes and people pointing out that the wanted man looks similar to Brian Cranston's character. This new Breaking Bad movie looks like it sucks. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's cold. Don't you think? Yeah. That's a little chilly uh, with that. But, yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah, he does. He look, well, he's got that squint that Walter White used to go through. Yeah. Now, that whole deal. I uh, I lasted two episodes of Breaking Bad, and I couldn't watch it anymore. Really? It took we, me a while to get into it. It kept getting better and better. Yeah, we got like halfway at least for me. through. You got halfway and through then it. And we were like, eh. it's just, I don't care about drug dealers. I don't want to glorify drug dealing by even watching it. Too many people get killed. Like, just ask the Sackler family about killing people with drugs. Yeah, they know I'm all kidding. about it. Well, we had to watch it because they have a DA agent with the last name Schrader. So oh, we... God. <laughs> now you, you got no shot. You had to watch the whole thing. No, actually, I, I originally didn't watch it when it ran through on regular TV because I was, I was kind of like you. I'm like, God, this seems like it's going to be dark and depressing. Yeah. But then I watched it. I binge watched it. And it's actually, it's got a lot of funny parts That's to what it. I heard. Yeah. I heard Aaron Paul's really good at it. Yes. I heard he's really good at it. Yeah. I mean, there's some serious part. I mean, there's a good mix. Kind of like The Sopranos. There's that good mix I, of I like both. the son who is, I think he's got cerebral palsy or something yes. like that. He's handicapable and he's oh, in yeah, high school. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, uh, there's an there's a episode where... 
Walter's going mental and he buys him a SRT8 Hellcat <laughs> yeah. Challenger and these kids like doing long smoky burnouts and stuff and mom finds out about it and realizes it's dangerous so she makes him sell the car and he goes honey I bought you a new car today and he looks out the window and it's a PT Cruiser and he goes thank mom <laughs> <laughs> I remember that I, I did see that yeah oh poor people what are you gonna what are you gonna do I don't know that's uh, you're 50 years old. Could you get off the meth? Yeah, you would think. Good God, grow up for Christ's sake. Not that I ever did meth when I was a teenager, but, you know, let's kind of point that out. Um, how pissed does your wife get at you once in a while? It's rare. It's rare, okay. <laughs> I just, I, I just want to point here, Here's what's weird for me. Okay. About her, and I maybe this is eh, it's not too personal. I think it's a good thing. It reflects on who she is. When she gets really mad at me and gets super upset, and this has only happened maybe two or three times in the ten years we've been married, mm-hmm. she'll take off. Guess where she goes? Where church? Oh yeah, yeah. She likes to do that. Though, yeah. She? No, mm-hmm. it's a big part of who she is. Same, there you, you know, go. The first time she did it, I'm like, yeah, well. You know, I'm old enough, and I've been through enough bad ones just to realize you you, could, you know you don't run after somebody; you just kind of let them go, and then everybody calm yep. down. Right. So she came back a couple hours later, and we had a long talk. And I said, "By the way, where did where did you go?" She goes, "I went to St. John Newman over on Robert mm-hmm. Street." There you go. Okay. We'll be back with the family. It's Tom Bernard with CEO Michael Bilski from North American Banking Company. Michael, we spent some time talking about your free app and money transfer service, XCheck, which is just great, by the way. You can transfer money to your kid to travel home from college and lots of other uses. I got wind of another service you provide at North American Banking Company. What's this Super ID I've been hearing about? Great question, Tommy. Super ID uses your face proof and your finger proof to keep your identity and your money secure. It's really a foolproof way to protect your family and your business from identity fraud. It's simple, fast, and oh, the best part is that it's free to our customers. Super ID, super easy, and super secure. Visit nabanco.com or see my personal banker to get the scoop on XCheck and Super ID. North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. There's no better time than now to ditch your contacts and pitch your glasses. Whiting Clinic is the place I trusted to do this for me, and it's not just me. There's a reason Whiting Clinic is the number one LASIK practice in the United States. Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, the most advanced Contura laser technology, and lifetime coverage are all backed by Whiting Clinic's best price guarantee. Being the experts they are, they wanted to make sure you have the very best for your eyes, just like I did. Call now for Whiting Clinic's $500 off LASIK savings. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contact lenses, then it's time you found out if you're a candidate for LASIK. And Whiting Clinic is definitely the place to go. Call 855-554-2020 today or visit whitingclinic.com to set up your free LASIK consultation. Remember to tell them that I sent you and save $500 on your LASIK. Offer good for a limited time. Call Whiting Clinic for details. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offer. I was working in the lab (laughs) late one night. Monster Bash. Monster Bash. I love that tune. It is a great song. Let's not play Halloween music now. we got to have some summer 
soon. No, I won't play Halloween music till next plaid month. Shirt when and it's Alex Shocktober. Has a on. Shocktober, baby. Um, a North Carolina woman completely severed her husband's penis early today. And I hate attack. these stories. <laughs> Come on, what's the problem? That, that doesn't make your voice go up. Yeah, I was going to say, that's not. Well, the other parts. Do. Yeah. Okay, never mind then. She landed her behind bars on malicious castration and kidnapping charges. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Malicious castration as opposed to the like the gentle kind? <laughs> I'm just going to take a nail file and just... Kind of saw it off. You go ahead and go to sleep. This will like take meditating. a little while. Yes. Oh, uh, this cannot be her real name. Oh, dear. Irma Dickmioff? <laughs> okay. Her, her, according to the victim, Vicky Fraybutt... <laughs> Would you change your last name if it was Frey Butt? Just turn it to Frey. It's not Frey Butt, it's Frabu. <laughs> yes. <laughs> who was that again? What, what, what was it? Uh, Basket? God, what the hell is her name again? Uh, the, Brit, the British, she's an older woman, and everybody always thinks her name is something else, and she has the French pronunciation. It, I think it's Bouquet. I think she calls it, is it Bucket? Yes, Mrs. Bucket. It's bouquet, actually. <laughs> oh, my God. Bouquet. It's like I, when I worked at North American Banking Company, mm-hmm. there was a woman that came in, and her name was spelled Deborah. It's Deborah. <laughs> it's Deborah. Oh, my God. Deborah? Yeah. Why and would you want to be Deborah? I don't know. And there was a Debbie that worked there. Did you say there. get oot? Yeah. Get oot. There was a yeah, Debbie that worked there, and so I would always call her Deborah. Because hey, Deborah. What's got Tomas? We both just thought it was so <laughs> ridiculous. It's Deborah. Well, okay. I've heard some of the other ones now, the different. Um, Melissa, Melissa. It's, it's Melissa. No, it's Melissa. It's, no, it's not. It's, it's Melissa. Not, yeah, Thomas. The only one who calls it, me Was Tomas. it Chris Rock that was going after Jesse? He goes, you can't be Jesse no more. You're yeah. back to Jesse. Back to Jesse. You don't get no you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen him pop up too much lately, that old uh, Jesse Smollett. Yeah. Mm. How's that life going for you? Uh, Psychopath. Put a fork in him. He's he is done. done, but what a lunatic. And then, of course, Michelle Obama gets involved, and it's like, oh, God, great. It's all you need. Anyway, according to the victim, Vicki Freybutt, 56, tied him up and pulled out a knife around 4 o'clock in the morning in a couple's ah, residence in Newport. That is Ooh, malicious. Right by your old hometown. Mm-hmm. Now this is Newport, North Carolina. Yeah, I don't know where that is. A town in uh, Carteret County. She then cut off her husband's penis, reported cops, who said the uh, motive for the castration is still unclear. I thought castration was the testicles. It is. It is. So she cut the this whole thing off. This would be probably more <laughs> correctly what a penectomy. Yep. A penectomy. Oh my that God! He actually called. got that right. Yeah. Well, he still has his. I gotta weenus. go home. What? He still has his weenus. I don't think he does. His weenus. Oh, the weenus on it. Oh yes. <laughs> his you know what that, weed. You know what that is, right? I have no idea. I didn't either. <laughs> you have two weenuses. Of course I do. <laughs> you do. It's this. The skin on your elbow is oh. called a weenus. Yeah, that loose skin on the. On your elbow, it's called a weenus. Mine's not loose, I'll have you know. Oh, you've got nice out. tight skin. <laughs> right. you got nice tight weenus. Just the muscle that causes the stretching Yuck. of the skin, yeah. you know. Yeah, okay. Feel the burn. Uh, Carteret County Sheriff's Office uh, deputies responding to the home were able to recover the body part, where ah. it was immediately put on ice and transported to How'd medical personnel. How'd you like personnel. that job for forty-five grand a year? Pick yeah, go over and pick up that dick. <laughs> Do you have any, like, tweezers or anything yeah. like that? You got anything? 
Any barbecue tongs handy? The 61-year-old victim was transported to a nearby hospital. His condition at this time is unknown. So Freybutt was booked into the county jail on a pair of uh, felony charges. Malicious castration. There it is again for you. Malicious castration and kidnapping because she tied him up. The latter count as a result of Freybutt allegedly restraining her husband and not allowing him to leave the home. Freybutt is being held in lieu of a $100,000 bond in advance of an initial court appearance scheduled for You must not tomorrow. be very good if your Johnson's only worth hundred grand in bail, because that's, what, 10%, $10,000? Yeah. Oh, come on, <laughs> that's it. That's all you I'd got. I'd pay more to keep mine where it is. Mm-hmm. That would be, how mad would you have to be to pull that off? I don't know. She was probably... Highly intoxicated, probably yeah. a little I'm thinking drugs. Well, I don't know, four in the morning, that's when most rational people are out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, exactly. about when Tom gets up, right? She's probably sleep-deprived, yeah. you know. I actually slept till 5 o'clock this morning. I never sleep till 5 o'clock. I think it's the weather. Yeah, it's a it's change of really seasons. It's a change of seasons? Yeah. Well, although the previous two nights I woke up at 2 and 2.30 because of the thunder. Yeah. Good God, there was a lot of thunder oh, that couple so much nights ago. Rain. They're saying we got like we're supposed to get like two to three inches in some place, five inches of rain. Mm. Good Yay. God, Gertie. That's all we need. More of that, don't you think? Mm. Yeah, I don't know. It, the rain is it's a little psychotic. There's no question about that. Uh, whatever. In any case, ladies and gentlemen, oh, the that obituary keeps popping up. Apparently people really like the obituary story. <laughs> Dad getting barked at by everyone. So, you guys going to watch the debates tonight? They got the what what's the what's the debate tonight? Is it the to the 10 that are left and what are they going to debate? Yeah, tonight? I don't know what the topic is. So, either. the last one was just climate change, right? Right. I didn't watch that. You know, one thing is not this supposed to warm up when there's global warming. Oh that's my god, we- Dad, weather. you're so obnoxious. <laughs> That's weather. Yeah, that's weather. That's just weather. Yeah. Global warming isn't just it gets warmer. There's what is it? a lot well, more to it. It's a pretty bad name for it then. What is it? There's a lot more to there's the whole, you know, like ice caps melting. And they do plus, every, every global they always do. Global warming and is a is a small increase in temperature over time. Tell yeah. that to the hippies at Department of Defense. Not, who actually say it's like the biggest danger to a lot of our Military bases around the world. Well, they actually Stupid changed the hippies. term from global warming to climate, climate change. change. Yes, they did. Yes, because right. it's not because global warming. Yeah, because it can it shifts weather in general. It just it's not like oh what? it's hot like when people you know two Februarys ago or something when it was randomly fifty degrees or something mm-hmm. and everyone's like it's global warming and I'm like I believe in climate change big time. Why don't it's not something to believe or not because it's a scientific fact. No, but yes, you don't have no, a chance. You do realize that. Yes, it is. You got no shot yes, at all. You're anyway, out. but I was like, this isn't global warming. This is just weather. I have a question for you then. Andy, I need you to jump in on the answer here. Okay. So when I was Andy's age, we were all going to freeze to death. There was going to be a new, there was a coming ice age. And we were all going to freeze. Absolutely. We were all going to freeze to death. (laughs) Okay. You don't remember that? I think we were worried about nuclear winter, but that was caused by nuclear bombs going off. Oh, no, no. There was an ice age coming back in the 70s and early 80s, I think it was. Yeah, they call it global cooling, where everything was going to get cold. I was probably stoned then. I don't remember. No, not you. I know. Weird, huh? Look, everybody should live a cleaner life. Here's why don't we do this. 
Africa, China, and India. Why don't you clean up your crap so the rest of us can live a nice life? Well, just do your part. Oh, we do our part. Nobody recycles more than your mother and me. Except for all the mail that you throw in the trash that I have to move to the recycling oh, constantly at your ever. house. Well, there's a well, lot not all, of mail. That's all biodegradable anyway. That's the difference. Here's the thing oh, about God. throwing things that are biodegradable in the trash. If they're in a plastic bag that doesn't give them any oxygen, they can't biodegrade and it creates more... Um, Landfill problems. Yes. More bulk. Look, like I said, my, your mother and I and live... And greenhouse gases and all these problems that are horrible for the environment. So you shouldn't throw things in the trash that should I be know. recycled. I constantly, constantly, I constantly am taking things out of your trash and putting them Does in the recycling. Does it say Catherine Brandt on Or them? bringing them home to my house to compost Does them. Does it say I'm a Catherine Brandt on them? <laughs> no. It's you know, mail, which you're some... the mail-obsessed guy. No. Yeah. No. no. I give your mother's no. mail to her. I saw some interesting stuff about recycling just a couple of weeks ago, and they said because of transportation costs it's actually better to put some stuff in landfill well there's uh-huh. the thing about recycling okay and not to crush your cans anymore the, yeah you should i know that's I told, like the new thing i told well the reason is they have these like, high-tech conveyor belts yeah and they shoot air at it and if the can's empty and it's full size it'll shoot off into the can department yeah but if it's crushed then they have to Somebody has to go in by hand and do that. Yeah, because nice anything, and anything smaller than, <laughs> yeah, really. smaller than your fist is difficult to recycle because it gets trapped in the machines and stuff. So Yeah, the other can. thing, we were always really good about putting our cans and bottles inside a plastic bag and throwing it in the recycling and then learn that... Yeah, the plastic bags gum up the machines, and they have to stop them every half an hour. Yep. And somebody has to go in and just pull all that yep. my, plastic out. My buddy Tommy Smith, who had a semi-attitude, he was a big fella too, big strong guy. We're driving down the street, and we're eating some kind of fast food or whatever. He finishes his malt and throws it out the window of the car. <laughs> now, this was back in the early 70s or mid-70s. That was a little more common back then. It was, yeah. He just threw it out the window, and I said, what are you doing? He goes, what are you talking about? So why are you just throwing it out the window like that? When you throw it away, he goes, do you ever think of the fact they might hire my friend to pick it up? He tried to defend his position. By, wow. He was contributing to, to society by throwing his stuff out the window. Good thing his friend wasn't a mortician. Yeah, I guess so. But, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was an interesting time. No doubt about it. So, what, so the crush cans, they just go in there and take them out by hand? If people crush them, because now they've got technology with jets of air, it'll just shoot them off the trash conveyor belt into where they want them to go. Because they have to separate all that stuff yeah, at recycling centers. It was interesting. And and the interesting thing for me was that, yeah, maybe we would be better off putting some of the stuff in landfill rather than paying up, you know, burning all this fuel to cart it halfway around the world. And Although a lot of those markets are closing down, from what I understand. They are. Alex, what? we're talking about recycling. What Get do you mean? What, what, what markets are closing down? Well, we used to sell uh, garbage to China, mm-hmm. oh, and they did? don't want it anymore. Why so, don't they want it? Well, I think they, they make enough of their own. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they, pretty much. Yeah. Why like, did they want our garbage in the first place? Well, because they could, you know, recycle it for aluminum and all that sort of oh, stuff. Oh, I see. What you're saying, and, yeah. I suppose that makes sense. Yeah. Well, I'm like there's trash incinerators that produce energy from burning trash. Yeah. But yeah. The problem is, unless you have very strict uh, 
codes in place and really good technology, they pollute so much that they're not worth using. Yes, and in China, the codes the aren't so great. So Well, I think they're, the they're much better now. They're better I mean, now. they realized they had a problem, and they've been going after it hard. It was, hmm, it's the middle of the day, and I can't see across the street. Yeah. I wonder yeah. why that is. God. Oh, the Beverly Hillbillies, man, 1962. Yeah. They, were, they were making fun. You know one thing I love about living out here? You can see the air you breathe. Yeah. Oh, God, gross. <laughs> talk about smog. So disgusting. You guys never saw it. You're too young to remember that. I remember oh, growing up in the 60s. Ever. Not the not the. I'm talking about smog when you when you'd get those temperature inversions in some big oh, cities. Yeah, it yeah. was yeah. It, your it eyes would burn. Oh yeah. Oh absolutely. Yeah. No, no doubt about that. When I lived in New York for a summer, I got an infection in my eye where my eye started to scab over itself because well, the oxygen in New York is so polluted. It was like, oh yeah, your eye just is rejecting the oxygen in the city yeah, and they just like they're like oh that's how it should be right yeah cities what and, and i thought drops. all these people were pirates <laughs> yeah i had to have these drops so to what get year the, was that my i'm trying to do the math backwards over. What the, it was 2000 i hate to tell you new york is really clean now compared to the way it was in 72 yeah well, right. 70, 2000, yeah. 2010 rudy giuliani changed all that yep he really did he most definitely did, but it, Bill de Blasio is keeping it clean because I heard him getting yelled at the I, other day. I haven't been to New York. I think the last time we were there was 2010. It's about right for me, too. I haven't been to New York in a long time. Oh, I have a person on Instagram that I follow that she just moved to New York from Atlanta, and she was like, she hates it. She just moved there because she's getting married, and oh, her yeah. husband, her future husband, works in New York, blah, blah, blah. She's like, it's a giant trash heap. Well, and she's always posting saying, yeah. videos of there was a garbage bag sitting out on the street and then this guy skateboards past it and probably 15 rats just disperse <laughs> perfect just on the street i'm like or on the Dream sidewalk I was like, oh, God. so what you're saying these liberal enclaves are just not working okay. well i mean rats and garbage are... i just said that for doug's benefit it's rats one of the greatest cities in the world it's one of the greatest cities in the world and you new can't york avoid is. rats love, and garbage i love just new york how it's gonna be unless you compost then you can. Then you can compost, you compost up a storm. You could compost the rat. You could. Yep. Works for me. It we like composted it, but... a bunny that Ooh. May killed. Well, nice. <laughs> Uncle Tom will tell you, I lived in a house with rats. Actually, two of them. You don't want to live there. Yeah, it's not good. No, rats sound terrible. You do not want to live in a house with rats. Yeah, Remember God. when Andy and I gathered like five mice in a birdcage at Dayton? Yes, good that times. worked really well. Mom and dad well, went out to are, dinner, yeah. and we... They're a lot more timid. No, yeah, mice are a, another thing that can be unavoidable. The only problem with them is they smell just horrible. Yeah, we wanted do. to keep them as pets. We kept, we put, gathered them and put them in a birdcage. How, how long did you keep the pets? Not, Not long. very long, because they started to smell. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, like yeah, if you've days. never, like, lived among... Well, not among, but, you know... In close proximity to mice and like opened up one of their nests or something. Oh, they reek. It's one of the worst smells. Oh, it's like when God, I had a hamster. Oof. Mouse yeah. turds are she not good. Smelled. We will be right back with the family. What are the things you want to avoid when it comes time to sell your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl. If you're like most people, it's things like open houses, staging, decluttering, repairs, maintenance, and all the people coming through your house. Hey, Tom, the Guaranteed Offer Program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate was created for people like you so that you can avoid the things that you don't like doing when it comes time to sell your home. 
We have been presenting offers for homes in most price ranges. Homeowners are loving our guaranteed offer program, especially how much money they are making on their home sale without the inconveniences. So this program is for all price ranges and conditions, including perfectly maintained homes? Most homes do qualify. To see if your home qualifies, go to chrislandall.com and click Get Offer right now. Will you be the next homeowner to accept an offer from our guaranteed offer program? Find out now. If you qualify, you will get an offer in 48 hours or less, and the best part is you get to pick a closing date that is convenient for you and close in as little as three weeks. Go to chrislindahl.com right now to see if you qualify or call 763-401-SOLD. That is 763-401-SOLD. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. A lot of guitar action today with Cassie. What was the guitar in studio? Yeah, that's it. Bring right. In, you bring in that uh, Stratocaster and she's working it hard. I love guitars. guitars so do I. It is a wonderful thing. All right, I want to get everybody's opinion on this family that was stranded on top of a uh, waterfall and couldn't get, uh, they were trapped on the wrong side of the river, it said. Okay, you guys know this story at all? No. Mm -mm. Okay, let me read the story and then I want to get your take on it. When he became stranded at the top of a waterfall with his girlfriend and 13-year-old son, a California man used a message in a bottle to ask for help and it worked within hours. The trio had been hiking and intertubing down the Arroyo Seco River in Central California on Father's Day weekend when they reached the 40-foot waterfall. Curtis Whitson says the rope usually secured for people to, to rappel down the rock was gone and the current was too strong for them to attach a rope he brought with him. Unable to find a way out of the gorge to get far back upstream, Whitson scratched help into a green Nalgene bottle, put a note inside saying they were trapped and threw it over the waterfall. Mm. Two hikers around a quarter mile downstream found the bottle and hiked to, to a campground to alert authorities. The trio, who had spelled out SOS in rocks before going to sleep on a strip of sand, were uh, woken by the sound of a helicopter with a voice saying over the loudspeaker, this is a search and rescue. You have been found. Stay put and we'll be back to get you tomorrow morning. The three hikers who had been spotted by California Highway Patrol officers using infrared technology to search for them were lifted to safety by a helicopter the next day. Witness, uh, excuse me, Whitson says he is amazed that the message in the bottle actually worked. It blows me away how it all came perfectly together, he said. What are the odds? Mordahl said there is no way this is true. No. It does seem a little odd, doesn't it? It really does. So you put a message in a bottle and just a couple hours later, we're there and get you. How? I'll leave a note on the counter for the kids to do something. I didn't see it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It'll well, be in like big, they weren't rescued. Black they weren't rescued by nine-year-olds. Rescue children. On a big, you know, 8 by 11 piece of printer paper. <laughs> Please clean your room Where when you they? get home. They were California, uh, California The Arroyo Seco River. Whatever that is. But I have a question for you. If they were able to get to land, because I'm assuming they were tubing when this happened. But if they were able to get, to get back to land, what's the problem? Yeah, I don't. Because I what I would do is walk, whatever side you're on, just walk down the river. 
if you can't get across, because they said they're on the wrong side of the river, okay, so why wouldn't you just walk up the side you're on, get back on your tube, and angle across to the other side and go home? I get lost hiking in Glacier Park once. Oh, did you really? Me and a buddy of mine and my girlfriend at the time, we we took off in July, and the ranger, the, the you have to stop at the ranger station and they'll give you a route to go because they don't want oh, yeah. other people running into each sure, other. Sure, sure. So he goes, we're sending you through the southwest part of the park. It's a little remote, but it should be fine. So what, he, what the problem was is the first morning we woke up and there was like eight inches of snow on the ground, so it was really oh, hard to God, find the yeah. trail. Yeah. And then the bridge was gone, and the girl in the group didn't swim, and she was a little apprehensive about wading across a river filled with rapids. So we just, it's like, okay, we're off the trail. We can't get there. We got to get out, and we knew the other side of the park was in one direction. We just spent day and a half hiking, and then we made it to West Glacier and hitchhiked back to the east and started. I mean, it's not that hard, I don't think. That's what I'm saying. I don't understand why they couldn't find their way across the river. And I, you know, like I said, if you got some rapids to deal with and all the rest of it, you don't want to plunge off no. the waterfall. Well, they got off the first time, so I'm assuming they could get off the river the second time. Dan had a cousin that got lost in the Boundary Waters. And he was on Oprah because of it. And he's in a book mm. called Lost in the Wilderness, I think. Yeah, Lost in the Wilderness, yep. That is yep. a book. He was on that Oprah. is a little bit more remote got, up there. That would be yep. more of a challenge for sure. Lived in a tree, lost a bunch of toes. Really? He was found by search dogs. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Y'all heard one thing you'll never see in the Boundary Waters? That'd be me. <laughs> I'm good. Dan hey, let's are, go canoeing. Dan yeah, and I right. are going the end of the month. The Boundary Waters. Oh, we're going to Grand Marais. Grand Marais is nice, I've heard. I've never been there, but I heard it's Neither really nice. Neither Dan or I. We've lived in Minnesota our entire oh, lives God, it's and so never different. been My to Grand My folks had a place up there for 45 years, actually a couple of them. When are you doing that? And about my, my mom and stepdad built a cabin oh, okay. uh, north of Grand Marais, actually just five miles south of Canada. Back, We started building it in the 70s. and it, Anyway. They got too old, and they were worried about spending the summer out in the woods, you know, 40 miles from town. But Grand Marais, was like all the hippies and the Subaru crowd discovered it about 15 or 20 years ago. That's what I hear. The whole town changed. It used to be like a gas station, a bunch of bars, and bait shops. Yeah. And now now it's, it's you know, muffin cafes and all sorts of stuff. It is a beautiful little town. Was it about a seven-hour drive or something? It's five. Five. Five hours. Yeah, Yeah, it's 110 miles from Duluth. Really east of Duluth. Everybody yeah. thinks it's north, but the yeah. well, it goes east. Yeah, yeah we're going to go to Duluth, have lunch, and then keep going. Oh, so that's not bad. So it's about, about an hour and a half to Duluth? It's like two. Yeah. Was it two hours? It's 110 15. miles, but you go through a lot of little towns, so you got to slow yeah, down. Yeah, slow. Yeah. yeah. So an hour and a half, two hours. Two hours, yeah. Oh, then, okay, so you get there, then you have lunch, and you have two more hours. So you've only got four hours. Yeah. yeah that's not yeah, bad. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. Are you bringing the kids, or is no. this a... This is our first Reunited. child-free trip. Oh. It's the first time we've been are away staying, from the Are they kids staying with us? That your mom's staying at our house. Oh, she is? For how long? Uh, Friday to Monday. So she's going to be on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday? Well, you can come to our house. Not to sleep over. No, but I mean during the day you can. God, you guys should go up there in the winter sometime do some cross-country skiing. It's awesome. Oh, I'm sure. Don't change the that. subject of how I'm getting stiffed here. Oh, I'm sorry. Let's refocus the show. Yeah, I didn't want them to stay at your house because they don't sleep as well. They do not sleep at our house, it's true. And your house just isn't as kid-friendly. 
I tell you the story, but because I, you know, uh, your kids came over and they got that crab, really crabby one day, and Catherine was just talking about, you know, when they're crabby, it's blah, 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 right? So then Ryan Burnett, who has a pair of twins and a little girl, they it was the twins' birthday last weekend, and they went over to Grandma and Grandpa's house. How and, are they, two? Uh, I think that's right, yeah, I think they're two, yeah. So he said, basically, they could tell after a couple hours, it's like, boy, look at the time. <laughs> <laughs> the little kids running around. I got a text message on the talking text line of KQRS. There's a guy who claims, and I think he's not lying, that he and his wife have three little kids, and when they go to his parents' house, they have a shot clock. So oh, wow. <laughs> when this gets to zero, yeah. you're gone. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why would you even go? That's very funny. You're the opposite, though. You're like, sleep here. Just Stay here forever. Here. Hang out. We'll Never have a leave. My, my other kids suck. Yeah, yeah. Be my new kids. Yeah, these ones are kids. better. Yeah, more they're more fun. fun. Yeah. Oh, my God. I heard what Fawny said about Catherine. That's oh, hilarious. my God. Why is she so crabby? Why is, <laughs> why is Nana so mean? I'm like, Nana's nice. No, she's not. She's crabby to me sometimes. Well, she's only crabby to you when you're crabby to her. Oh, well, that's not very nice. <laughs> wow. So she can be crabby as much as she wants. So much for explaining quid pro quo to her. Yeah, yeah no quid pro quo at all. That's not happening. That's yeah. hilarious, though. It's like, I can be crabby and yeah, well, that's not whiny, nice. but not Nana. Yeah. Oh, God. Well, Nana does have emotional regulation, which Fawn does not. So That's true. She should try to. I've never had it either. No. So it all worked out in the end. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just love the the whole take on little kids. I mean, the other day, I, or, or was it? It might have been yesterday. Yesterday, the day before, I call Alex, and she's in her car, and she answers the phone. He goes, hello. And I go, hey, how you doing? And you could hear, you could hear her say, you go, ah! Yeah. <laughs> it was hilarious. He, like, had some something in his hand, and he was, like, trying to show it to my dad. He was like, ah! It was like, he's on the phone, he, he can't see you. He heard my voice and he had a fit. Yeah, he just shrieked oh, my with fa- excitement. My favorite is when you go to take video of your kid and they think you're taking a picture, so the whole time they just stand there with yeah. <laughs> and they're like, Chee. I have so many videos of Max going, Chee. <laughs> like, that's not what I'm looking for. And of course, he's all. still not looking at the lens anyway. He's yeah. always looking over at the yeah. <laughs> I love that whole deal. I do. I really, I loved having little kids. Like when we used to, those first times we went to Disney World, some of the greatest times of my life. Man, that was fun. Mm. Should we rat Andy out about the story about the Asian woman in line at uh, Peter Pan? Uh oh, what did he say? Right. <laughs> he knows. He's already Neither at the of us have any idea what you're, know what you're talking about. You don't know what I'm talking about. No. Alex, you were what, four the first time we went to Disney World? Or five? I don't even know. I was four, little. or you were really little. I think you were five, and was, Andy was seven. I don't even think I was five. I think so the picture were, with me and Minnie, I look like three or four. Okay, so you were four, and Andy was six, right? The family's all in line waiting to get on to Peter Pan's adventure. Is it called what is it Peter called? Pan's flight? Peter Pan's flight. We're on Peter Pan's flight, and there's an Asian family behind us, and all of a sudden, <laughs> the Asian woman goes. Ah, like this, right? <laughs> apparently, Andy had farted because <laughs> he's only wow. six, and apparently, it hit her like a ton of. Bricks. Why would you scream because of a it's fart? A little older. You don't remember her pulling his shirt up over her nose and screaming? I recall oh, none yeah. of this. Andy was eating a little too much chow at Disney World. Apparently, he laid down a bunt, and the woman thought she was going to perish. 
kids just mm. rant, fart all the time. The kids fart all Fond the time. Fond will do it and then be like, I'm the fart queen. <laughs> yes, I did name her the fart queen quite a while back there. So fart queen. The fart queen. She'd be the like, fart Daddy's queen. the fart king, and I'm the fart queen. Well, see, oh. you got it all covered up. <laughs> oh I'm sure he's very happy he's known as the fart, fart king. king. The I think, oh, that must be an oldest kid thing, because I remember my son doing that, but my daughter never did. He Farting? Would, no, he would try to explain everything and oh, yeah. name everything. Oh, yeah. It's like, Grandpa oh. Norm... Um, Someday, my um, sister Eleanor will have big boobies like my mom. Okay, thank you. Who told you that? Well, my dad did. Yeah, uh, yeah that would not be good. Yeah, and and little kids can't say, oh, shit. We can only say, oopsie. So, like, oopsie, there's a train. But mommy will say, oh, shit, there's a train coming. Oh, my God. How about Sansevier's little boy when he was, like, two or three years old? Oh, Sanny. He tells his son, we got to get ready to go. Hurry up and get ready to go. And he's like, I don't want to go. <laughs> and Sandy says, put on your shoes. And he goes, F my shoes. <laughs> he's a little, like, three-year-old. Oh, my God. Like, oh. oh, my God. Where did you hear that one, kid? Dear. What yeah, I don't hell? really swear much, but Dan does. And one day, Fawn fell out of her little Montessori tower and goes, Jesus. <laughs> okay. Well... I have, right. I have, I've, I don't think I've ever heard Sandy say the f bomb though. Yeah, I don't know. Well, it's not really his kind of deal. I, no, I'm not, you know, Mary. No. To, yeah. Maybe I mean, Mary, only when she thinks Mary she's married swears to Bob. like a sailor. Yeah, once she realizes he's married to Bob, oh f. <laughs> <laughs> what? The, why did I say yes? F why my did shoes. I ever say? You were so handsome shoes. that one day. <laughs> oh, that's nice, Sandy. Very handsome that one day. It was unbelievable. <laughs> Oh, my God. How about this Epstein being spotted with a girl who looked like she was 11? Oh, what? Who are you talking about? Know. You know Jeffrey Epstein? No. You don't know who Jeffrey Epstein is. Never heard of him. You're right. You never watch the news. Nope. <laughs> you don't. I don't blame you. Look, I'm not, I don't blame you for not watching it. I have to watch it. Jeffrey Epstein was arrested in July at a New Jersey airport that same month. An air traffic controller told U.S. Marshal Services investigators about two previous sightings of Epstein at another airport, one in the U.S. Virgin Islands, and he was not alone. Newly released government documents show the air traffic controller told authorities she spotted Epstein exiting his private plane at the St. Thomas Airport on one occasion last year with two girls who looked 11 and 12. So if he's like public enemy number one, why isn't he in custody well, or something? Dead. He's dead. He killed himself. He killed himself. All right, he did. Well, he wait. Did so when are we? When was this? Well, this, this was, was in July. this summer. It was in July. They're ganging on after ago. the tackle. Good. Yeah, really. I was gonna. Yeah. <clears throat> Good. They I was should. confused because this story doesn't really mean a whole lot now that he's dead. But so it, he hung out with a lot of rich and famous people, Alex. He had his own island. Okay. And would fly out to the island and he'd have sex with minors and stuff. Oh, God. Yeah, with like some of the people girls. were like the president and Bill Clinton. And yeah. It's, no well, it's everybody, everybody from Saudi Arabia. Yeah, he's, he's apparently. a total slime ball. And at least he made his money, his $600 million, by stealing it from other people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So well, that was what a great, a solid, really class guy. Uh, this of course. Was. Welcome to America. Yeah. Yeah, at least that part of America. That you know, that's the part of New York I'm not wild about. Yeah, there's Everything's a lot of that. A lot there. of corruption. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of corruption. The whole city's basically corrupt. Well, I still loved living there. I did. I actually did love living in New York. It was wonderful. I I would like to. I, you just need to make a lot of money to live oh, in Manhattan. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. Had yeah. A lot of money. yeah and didn't... some of the boroughs close by. Oh, Brooklyn. Brooklyn, Brooklyn Heights. Very are, big deal yeah. now, yeah. Yeah, our, our I, I think our rent, that shows you how, well, I suppose it was a lot of money for back then, but 1980, our rent was $2,500 a month. So my aunt lived in Stuyvesant Town, which is a very famous uh, community on the east side of Manhattan. It was built right after World there. War Michael II. Michael used to live there. It's right. like the largest privately held, anyway. Yeah. And it was rent controlled. She moved there in the 60s, had a two-bedroom apartment in Stuyvesant Town. And when I moved her out of there shortly after 9-11, I tried to get her to sublet. $620 a month. That was a two-bedroom apartment. Yeah, she because she lived what? there for thirty years, oh, so they God. couldn't raise the rent. Why? They not, still have to pay their bills. Yeah, well, that's that. That's the way the rules are set yeah, up. Yeah, rent in New control York. is weird. It's it is really a weird, weird. thing. <laughs> that was like a seventies thing that sort yeah. of stuck. Yeah. yeah. All right, we got to take a break, but we're coming back in about seven, eight, ten minutes with car selling secrets. I got to go get our very nervous guest. I'll be right back. All right. 